Good day, good morning, good afternoon, whatever time it is in your neck of the woods. It is another day for drinks and discussions. Yes. I'm your host, Carl Frederick Allen III, along with the amazing... Megan Melissa. Uh, today is the last day of the rest of your life. Whoa. It is also the last Thursday that it's we will be doing the discussions. Oh, that's right. It is We're Friday. Day We're a day yesterday. off. We're doing it on a Friday. Because you know what? Hey, we were taking a mental health break. We took uh, two. We took two for our mental health, as it is Mental Health Awareness Month. If you haven't been doing that on your own, I suggest you do it. Sometimes walking the park, sometimes finding a quiet place to write, something that allows you to engage in your senses and yourself, mm-hmm. reflect on what is happening talk to yourself in a good in a positive in a way. positive way in a constructive Do way in a way that is not break yourself down. destructive right anyway that is that is what we encourage you guys to do as that is what we do ourselves and it makes a world of difference uh, we do hope that everything has been going on so far in your mental health awareness month uh, we hope it's been going good for you if you've been struggling uh, good vibes we're sending out that we're way as best as we can. We wanted to conclude this month in a different way. Last last conversation, last discussion we had was talking about some of the struggles we go through mm-hmm. with mental health. I have to be honest, we had alcohol for that discussion mm-hmm. and I... Uh... It's okay. It's it's pretty fuzzy. So uh, not not good for my mental health, but that's something I needed to come to understand about myself. So so last week we talked about a range of things. It really wasn't as direct, but it was very. Um, it was uh, there was a lot. It was informative in a lot of ways because when it comes to the conversation, we also have to remember we are dealing with a lot of others who may not have their full thoughts together, mm-hmm. maybe dealing with emotions themselves that are some form of a struggle, um, some conversations that we do realize that are uh, difficult for other people to get into, because mm-hmm. that is the biggest thing. There are... Yeah, it, finding a connection. Right. Because I do feel like <clears throat> a lot of connection has to do, a lot of what we deal with here in this day and age with mental health and, and, and the struggling with mental health mm-hmm. is the lack of connection. And not just connected, but deep connection. Like, honest, true, genuine yeah. connection. Yeah. The um, whole... Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, and I was thinking on this the other day. You know, shower thoughts. Like, like if, if social media has really destroyed that. Like, you think about to, like, when our... I don't, I don't know. Like, when my... My mom was younger, like, you know, the only way you connected with people was, like, either calling on the phone or, like, riding your bike to their house, like, you know, putting forth of some sort of effort like that. Now, like, it's like, and eh, just text me. Like, right. how, how do we get back to connecting with people and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable um, to do that? Hmm. Now, that comes to the question, and as briefly as we can dive into it, even though it's not brief, just the concepts in the conclusion of key points we should be considering for mental health awareness, Mm -hmm. mental health itself. What is mental health? What are the signs that we are struggling with our mental health? 
um, my take on mental health in, in ways is that mental health is our ability to in in a sane ish manner navigate the world around us in a in a way that is not detrimental to ourselves or others or around to others. us. Yeah. And doing it in a way that um, helps generate and build connection, helps build uh, rapport, helps mm. build that camaraderie okay. and establishing genuine connection. What are signs or what what is what is mental <clears throat> illness? I feel mental illness unfortunately has a multitude of uh, different it has many faces. Right? And mind you, I'm not a psychologist. I don't have Credentials. I didn't pay for thousands of dollars of schooling. I've read a lot of books. I've gone to the library. I've studied and followed and watched people intently mm -hmm. to understand. And I've had a lot of conversations that have led me to learning what self-reflection is for me, how important it is. So, yes, mental illness can be signs of depression, can be signs of, of wanting to harm oneself, you know, um, being suicidal, suicidal thoughts, thoughts, hurting others, other you know, being things. stuck inside and not wanting to be social. Mm. There are many different signs. Where does it come from? Many different reasons. Some of it could be, as you would have made the comment before, embedded trauma. Oh, uh, yep. From passed down. Um, I don't. Have we talked about that on here already? Probably I don't, we touched on. Okay. Well, embedded trauma. You know, like coming from, not specifically from you, but like. Uh, tr events that have happened in your parents and grandparents life that have been passed on genetically through you um, I haven't done much research but I know of two um, resources an article and another podcast that have talked about that like how it's it's people are wondering if it's it's a thing um, the idea but that yes genetics embedded has a trauma connection. genetics I do feel that there's the Lack embedded of. trauma has a lot more to, in, in the sense immediately has a lot more to do with the immediate interactions you have from child, from conception, so to speak, to when you finally start becoming a baby in the womb mm -hmm. at some point when, you know, they say 24 weeks into pregnancy is when the moment happens that your pineal gland actually starts to activate, thus bringing consciousness to the fetus. Okay. There are tribes that have this documented that have been doing this for... Anyway, we'll dive into that one later. Um, sure. Um, but yes, embedded trauma where direct influence from parents, grandparents is what shapes your right. psyche as you yeah. progress and grow older. Mm-hmm. Um, that I do feel has a lot to do with it as well because we have to remember that most of what we believe, know, or think is directly derived or has been directly affected and influenced by those closest by to us closest. who yeah. are our parents, grandparents, yep. family members, people. Exactly. You know, so we also have to take that, that you know, what we think and see did start from somewhere. We don't have our own perceptive thoughts. Mm -hmm. We are we are trained, and we, we have, are products of our environment. Yes, and whatever that looks like. And so, I think, yeah, with with the embedded trauma. So, like, if your mother was going through stress, 
during the pregnancy with you like those stress uh, hormones and chemicals that her body was creating can be passed on to you mm. and in doing so may alter your brain chemical activity so like where depression comes from like um, but again depression is also like a passed down genetic thing too it so can. whatever so anyway. that's what they say it can be and i i you know i it's hard to determine with genetics because there are a lot of people who have been said to have these predispositions for certain things mm -hmm. and they don't show signs of them right um we as creatures humanity have the ability to alter a lot of a lot more within us than we believe ourselves to have oh sure but again the influences that are around us tell us differently Imagine if you lived in a society that was based off complete holistic, that was a complete holistic based society. Based off love and not fear and hatred? Right. Imagine what? how different that Utopia. society would be. No. Imagine how different you would interact. Imagine how oh. more, how, how less sick you would feel because you weren't stressed out all the time you weren't right, right? so there right. are there are things i feel that genetics has to play certainly sure. i'm black so yes i have black skin you have melanin it's cool. melanin right but it's genetically it, it's because of right. my genetics i have yes. melanin right so there are some dispositions that mm -hmm. we are attribute to but i don't feel that mental health um, illnesses have a, as much of an impact, as much as the societal norms and the societal trends that are becoming, pressures and, and the pressures things. and all of that. Yeah. Right? And then we also add on to, so we have these, what is for mental health, mental illness, these things, right? Public so then, perception. Public perception. What is the public perception of mental health itself? I think um, with people progressing, in today's world, um, talking about mental health is 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 in like this small snowball start mm. of of not being stigmatized. Okay. Um, there was something I saw on a social media like going to a therapist when you're not feeling right should be the same as like going to a doctor when you're feeling. <coughs> sick like sure. like you shouldn't be like oh you're going to a therapist in judgment it's like no like <coughs> it should like these two things are should not be different right like if you're not feeling right in the head you should not feel bad about going to a therapist because most people don't feel bad about going to a doctor right that's that's just i i think we're starting to see this small snowball of like yeah, this is an important thing to do because if you are not well within yourself, you won't, that projection towards other people will come out. Right. And, Naturally. And, yeah. That's, uh, that's an interesting concept though because truth be told, the idea of what beauty is. Mm. When beauty is perceived by as one thing mm -hmm. by a small group of people and then is projected out that way as that is the end-all, be-all of beauty, yep. the norm is directly affected by those people. And now those who do not fit that norm struggle in life because they do not know how to navigate the concepts of this, well, I'm not a part of this, this isn't what beauty is for me because That's I don't, I don't look, yeah, that was air quotes, <laughs> But 
it, how can it be, you know, I'm not beautiful because I don't fit this con concept right, of beauty. Right, because I'm not this size, or right. I don't have this hair color, I or don't, this skin I, color. I, I, I don't work out this way, or I, I'm the, whatever you consider My hair's these, this long, or my hair's right. this short, or whatever. All of these crazy and concepts that we have derived because of what we have allowed some people to tell us, to tell us what and is and what isn't. Yeah. I, there's, there's your, per, there's your, public perception in, in a in a nutshell. So, because in the end, that's there are, we are driven now more than ever by TV, social media. Mm -hmm. Oh, goodness, yes. These concepts and ideas that are broadcasted by those who are in control of what we hear, do, or say. Think, do, or say. Oh, if someone tells us what to think, do, or say, that's dictatorship, eh? Sounds familiar, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah Sounds I like thought... that chubby little rocket man that we're so mad at. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so these are the public perceptions that we have taken in and attributed to mental health, mental illness, and understanding why we have been having such a struggle and difficulty overcoming some of these things. Now I feel... We are at a, like you were saying, a snowball effect where now at this point we have come to a better understanding of the direction mm -hmm. we are looking to go, the place that we want to find ourselves, this aspect of mental health that we we know that at this point we're looking and making a thing out of because in the end that is really the oh. idea. Is, Sorry, you're good. Um, the idea of finding new ways to better the circumstances we find ourselves in, knowing that a lot of it came from other people's influences on the society which mm -hmm. we were born into, and then subject to those things and those thoughts and processes, mm -hmm. right? Nerds used to be nerds and picked on back in the day, and now it's like nerds are nerds. nerds. Being a nerd is cool. I'm a nerd, and I, I feel like it's the coolest thing to be able to say, yeah, no, I am, but you have... Uh, Revenge of the Nerds, these movies that oh, talked yeah. about jocks who were another social class mm -hmm. picking on another social class because one social class was cooler than the other. So you take that and marinate on that one, you'll understand how deep this rabbit hole goes in mental perception, public perception of mental health and mental yeah. illness and why we struggle so hard. So, with that, what do you do to improve your mental health? Mm. What kind of things? What kind of things help you when you're you're feeling in? So skateboarding. In a state of un. Skateboarding was my first. I found skateboarding. That was my outlet for mental health. If it wasn't for skateboarding, I could have I could have probably turned out to be a worse a much worse person. Oh. And I say that because the pain that was attributed to what I was doing. Was was all that I could find at the time that was enough to satiate the the struggles I was dealing with, right? So, so would, is it safe to say you were matching like a physical pain with a mental pain? Right. Is that okay? Sure. And you know, here we take the idea that mental pain is only in the mind. Sure. It is only into the it is only in the mind until the moment where the mind no longer becomes a place that is satisfactory for our, our, um, our relief, right? So I needed to find skateboarding. Skateboarding technically found me. <laughs> Thank you, Duan Curtis. I appreciate that. Um, 
skateboarding found me in a way and at a time where it was most vital. Mm -hmm. Because when I found skateboarding, skateboarding became the outlet for me to effectively combat and, and uh, what would you call... Um, Confront? No, uh, when when uh, when a negative and a positive connect, they uh, subtract. They repel. It, no, it, no, it, negatives. It, it pretty lie. it pretty much just cut out my need for. Um, it filled the need. Okay. It filled the need that I needed to get get out of mm -hmm. a sense of aggression that I had inside of me. Okay. Right. So I could take it out on myself. That's where masochism came from. For me, skateboarding yeah. was that aspect. It was sure. that avenue. When I fell, it felt good. But then you learn how to skateboard, and mm -hmm. skateboarding went from being a thing that I did just because I could hurt myself to being a thing I did because I enjoyed doing it, and I could do it. I was mm. good at it. Mm -hmm. I had friends in a support group that allowed me to be able to improve myself. So here, what I used as, a, as an avenue to punish myself for the issues and struggles I was going through mentally for things that weren't my fault. Right. You know, but things you sounds like you didn't feel right. like comfortable things, talking. Right. I, I was able to utilize skateboarding as that outlet. Nice. So that was how I dealt with it. But then you start realizing that you don't have to hurt yourself. Mm -hmm. Poetry is another one. You know what I mean? When there did are, you find poetry as an outlet? Were you I young found, or is that I found recent? poetry after high school after uh, uh, the girl I, I was kind of, I oh, was head over heels right. with at that's the time right. broke up with me. Uh, she broke up with me and I started writing poetry to her. But that's where it came from. Mm -hmm. It's like poetry was a thing that happened to a find non me. Air well, quotes, right, non it was a non-violent was a non, it was a, it was something that introduced me to learning how to use my words. Mm. I had all of these words stuck inside of me. <laughs> no, I'm I'm giggling because you know you you think of like young tots, like three you know little kids who are just learning to verbalize right. instead of grunting and pointing. If they right. say use your words or looking but, and making faces, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand what that meant, but it sounded funny. You know, yeah, these things. You know, but like you know, they say that use your words and and. Mm -hmm. Once you've developed enough vocabulary, like that stops. Right. You know, now that you know words, right. sit down and shut up. Right. No, like, yeah. Now like that I nobody pushes people as teens anyway. Not when I was growing up anyway. Sure. To 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 fully communicate. Mm -hmm. It's like you're gonna get enough details. Like, I'm upset right now. Right. And <laughs> tell me why. Right. Eh, I'm just mad. Like how do you know, you, like building that rapport. How do you? How do you? navigate emotions that you're just growing to understand that you're just growing to learn in a way that I can communicate what I'm feeling to another person mm -hmm. they don't teach that in school they don't teach these awkward moments or uncertain feelings that come up they don't teach us how to how to how accept, to navigate those. right well, but let alone how to accept some of the stuff that we don't understand you know what I mean when sure accepting that Right. I don't, uh, you know, accept like accepting. I don't know, and and being okay with that versus, I must know. Tell me all the, you know. Right, and that's the thing. Like, so poetry allowed me to find, or at least taught me how to place my words in a way where I could express what I what was going on in my head. I okay. could speak 
and and say it as concisely as possible. It helped me refine what I wanted to say, mm, right? Because okay. here, Instead this, of rambling. Is, this is off of the cuff. <laughs> so sure, like there's not as much structure. We don't read off of a, off of a, a script, you know, for the most we part. We've got notes. We've got notes that we take and things that we want to talk about, and we kind of go from there. Poetry allows you to put those thoughts on paper, mm -hmm. go back and revise, mm -hmm. go back and revise until you are ready for it to be, until to you it's perfect. Sure. And I think with a lot of my, uh, a lot of the podcasts where, or a lot of the conversations I've been having, I call it a podcast, but a lot of the conversations I've been having with these poets thus far has kind of shown me that, is that, you know, some people will utilize it as a tool to express what they need to express as best as they can. Okay. Some will use it as a, this is what I'm trying to say. Once I say it, I'm done. Which, different I mean, people Whatever work works for ways. them, yeah, right. yeah. Because sometimes some things we want to say, we just want to get it out of our heads. Mm -hmm. And, you know, however it's written down, it's written down it's that way. We don't want to go away. back to it. Yeah, yeah. Right, because some things are difficult. Um, but poetry being one of them, skateboarding, you know, uh, with me, I found chucks is another thing. So spinning the nunchucks—that's a—that's a—that's a, that's a that's mind a clear. clearer, you know. Um, what have you found thus far that you've noticed? Oh golly! Honestly, it has been uh, in the last year and a half that I've really started giving two cents. <laughs> We're outside and they're small humans. Giving two cents about um, what helps my mental health. Right. Um, you asked me this question seven years ago. I thought it was sitting and playing uh, like Facebook games and stuff. Like sure. I thought that was the way to go, and it's not. <laughs> um, so in recent times, um, like you writing poetry. Um, for me, it's not so much, not so much like statement making, but, um, I say it all the time. I, I let, I write a lot of emotional throw up because mm. as a teenager, I, w I wasn't really taught how to deal with feelings. It's right. like, I can name this feeling, but reacting appropriately with them was is something I still struggle with. Right. So for me, writing how I feel, um, whether it's rational or not, just writing it down. And this is my perspective. Um, so poetry has been a thing. Um, what else? Coloring. Hey. I've been, that's a new thing. Um, painting. Sometimes I don't have a lot of paint, but painting and coloring, creating that way. Finding, um, I don't know, with that I really find like a zen to, it's almost like a meditation, but um, my hands are moving, which is, which is helpful because it just stops the noise in the head. Yeah. Um, exercise has been an on and off thing for me for the last few years, more so for my health, but also like. I'm mad. I don't want to sit here and stew. I'm going to go take a walk. Like, Did you want to share your story? Because you do have a very... And not to say... I don't want to say unique, but you do have a story which you were fighting some things and you happen to have made a huge stride in that development. Yeah. Sure. 
I don't, um, yeah, so I started my fitness journey, as is the best word I have for it, my fitness journey when I reached 250 pounds and I was really unhappy with myself, I was unhappy with a lot of things in my life, I was in a really unfulfilling marriage, um, and just knew I could be a better person. How old were you when you got married? Oh, God. How old was I? 22. And then a month later, I turned 23. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so it was about a year of being married, and it just... I don't... It was just really unfulfilling, and the whole, you know, hopeful thinking of, like, oh, this is going to get better. Like, we're going to, you know, we're going to be able to talk to each other more, and, right. and you know, but that didn't happen, and, and that's okay. I'm totally okay with that, because I think if I stayed in that, it could have gone really badly. What, um, what made you, what made you go on that fitness journey? It, I, it was something about the scale and being 250 pounds and it's like okay. nope we're not doing this we're not you you don't get to put yourself there gotcha. and I think um, because I was feeling terrible about myself my ex-husband um, was not the fittest person and he didn't give two craps about like what he ate, what he looked like. Sure. Like there was no um, need for self improvement, is what he said. And once that kind of happened, it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to do this with you. I got to pull myself up by my bootstraps and do this by myself. Right. So I ordered um, a beach body kit. You know, got their shakes and the DVDs, and like, it's like this is going to happen. Like you have to do this. There's nobody to hold your hand. Right. So, um, I started that, the at-home workouts, almost threw up in the middle of the first one. But, like, I had never, like, been an active person other than, like, going on an occasional walk. Right. So, um, I did that. I stuck with that for a while. Started seeing results. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Mm. Um, and then... Oh, in November of, nope, that's a lie, October of 2015 is when we started the divorce process, right. and when the divorce was finalized, like, I don't know, South Dakota has this law where you, they, you have a 60-day grace period, so you can file for divorce, and then you have to wait 60 days, basically to decide if you're gonna, like, is this really what you want? Right. Whatever. Yes, this is what I want, but right. we had to wait. So in that time, I, you know, it was a lot of feels. It was a lot of sadness and, you know, falling from expectations and, like, what the heck am I going to do now? Right. So in that time, I, like, I stopped eating, um, which is not a good idea. But anyway, so I was 250 when I started that. By the time... Um, I got done with the whole divorce process. I was down to like 225, 220. Um, and that was 2015? Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So in between that time, you know, it was a roller coaster of up and downness. So now we're floating somewhere between 200, 205, which to me it's like, okay, like we're, I'm stuck, but I'm also not doing anything. But big picture, it's like, you've lost 45 to 50 pounds. Like, that's great. So yeah, that's my story. Wait, but you went from 250 to 220. Yeah. What about the rest? Because you're not 220 now. No, yeah. I'm, I'm floating between 200 and 205. Right. So what is it that you had done to get down to oh, that point? between those two points, um, I started doing Beachbody, like <clears throat> the at-home DVDs again. Mm -hmm. I started riding my bike with you. Um, yeah, okay. And maybe, <clears throat> I'm, maybe I'm asking because I remember you mentioning it to me, but you were talking about when you had done walks with your friend oh, you wake yeah, up yeah, early yeah. in the morning. Yep, you're these. right. So yeah, after divorce, I <clears throat> had to live with my family for a while, but then um, my friend Cindy and I, we would uh, go walking every morning. And it was, you know, a little short route, but um, it started as a short route. But we ended up getting, like, a mile done in half an hour or so, mm. 20 minutes, half hour or so. Right. But doing that every morning was really great. How long did you do that for? Oh, most of the summer. Nice. So at least three months. And then school started. Um, mm -hmm. And we worked at different schools. So um, she started her start date was before mine so that kind of wrapped up but it was you know that was kind of like that was kind of my push to keep going again mm. um because along with walking with her i would do the at home disc and stuff so cool um, so there was so there was some there was some drive some focus that kind of came to you that made you get to a point where it was like okay I'm not liking where I'm at yeah I want to make a change mm -hmm. the change you seem to have reached out to some people you reached out to a friend there were places in, and avenues mm -hmm. reason why I'm going to that is mm -hmm. because I feel like you know we have this conversation again we go back to public perception and the concept of what it is right now that what 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 is implemented out there, what one can implement out there now to combat mental health struggles, um, combat mental illness, these things that are apparent, that mm -hmm. happen while we're kids, when we're young, you know, because these are struggles that are real, mm -hmm. struggles that are actually happening. And a lot of these things we realize we don't have, we, we don't, we don't believe that there are outlets yeah i also a, a public perception i think is real i don't know um is going through this by yourself sure like you know reaching out for help is um publicly looked down upon but i think more people need to know that like if you're not well like ask for help and it doesn't have to be like therapy wise but like finding someone you trust to talk to or you know, just hold your hand give you a hug like mm. whatever you need just like reaching out and telling somebody like i'm i don't feel well right now mm. like almost like if as long as you leave the door open that is it allows other people to for example i we, i have we actually a good friend that we share mm -hmm. uh, she is a poet she uses poetry as her outlet mm -hmm. um 
she has just recently found the benefits of being active. Mm. And though she may hate to admit it, you know, she has because she has to admit it to those who were there kind of telling her, like, hey, just give it a shot. And right. it'll, you know, she's realizing that there are benefits in it. Mm -hmm. But she had never really tried or put forth the effort to do it before. Because mental health, illness, like, we, the, our mental health is so impacting that yes. it legitimately even keeps us from believing that we can we can accomplish anything. Mm -hmm. So that now that she's been empowered enough, now that she's realized she is capable, her ability oh, yeah. to get out and walk and do these things yeah. has given her well, that strength. And that goes back to like the whole being vulnerable thing. Right. Like you even have to be vulnerable with yourself to try something new. Right. So, and and you know, be vulnerable enough to be like, okay, it's okay. It's okay if I mess up. It's okay if I don't walk a mile like I said I would. Like, the right. fact that you're taking the time to do it for yourself right. is is all that should matter. Right. I think uh, what I was wanting to get on at that point as well is that she had also opened up an avenue for people to be able to reach out. Mm. Right, so what a lot of people do is when they are stuck in a mindset that they believe they cannot get out of, they close the potential for others huh. to come in and say, hey, oh. I got you. I'm not like, laughing at you, hey. I'm laughing because it's relatable. Right, but that, yeah, that's, the, that is a... The story that you tell yourself yes. that I'm not good enough or I'll never be blah, 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 right. insert, insert, insert of the, you know. Right, we begin to believe you it. believe the story you tell yourself right. when it's absolutely not the case at all. Right. And... Most of it is <clears> stuff that... Not only do we tell ourselves, but we begin to believe it as if mm -hmm. it were true. Mm -hmm. We create these narratives, we create these storms in our head, and then we believe it. Right. Even okay. though we're the only ones telling us uh -huh. this, we can tell it in anyone's voice, we can tell it in anyone's face, Until, but it is yep. always internal. Yes. Until we reach out and say, hey, you're a friend. You're somebody I care about. You're somebody I like and, and, and appreciate and respect. Mm -hmm. You look like you're going through some struggles. Can I help you? Mm -hmm. Just that in itself is more effective than saying I am in a place that I don't believe I can get out of. I am struggling with this problem, mm -hmm. but I'm going to keep it inside and, and you don't wish it away. To. And you, you don't. don't. You don't have, have to keep to. it. You don't have to hold on to it. The best part about humanity is that we are beings of connection. And if we're willing to make these connections, if we're willing to reach out compassionately, because we are compassionate human beings mm -hmm. by nature, mm -hmm. the amount of people who are willing to help is astronomical. It's far more than you believe. Far more than you believe. Then far you have more. Let yourself believe. Far more than the voices that tell you otherwise in your head. Even more so. So, with that being said, we want to talk to you guys about some of these places that I feel are combating mental illness. So, first off, I used We're to work. Lift at, it up. I used to. I used to work at a grocery store. I had to stand at this grocery store for six to seven hours at a time, and I always wondered why do I have to stand when all I'm doing is taking money. Pushing buttons, pushing, pushing, pushing buttons, stuff pushing stuff, making things yeah. happen. I used to do retail, so I mean, same, same diff. So, I'm gonna say this: Aldi is winning it on grocery stores right now. Aldi has just proved to us 
that you can have a good job, you can work effectively, and you can feel good about the place that you work at because they accommodate you to do the things best that you need to do. Why would I have you stand for eight hours if you're going to be at the register for eight hours? Mm -hmm. I would want you to feel good about yourself. I want you to yourself. feel comfortable. I know you get tired. Right. So what am I going to do? I'm going to give you a chair. Take you off your feet. Right. You don't need to stand on your feet. No, and that's... Okay, so working at my retail, like... Um, there was, like, this perceived judgment that, mm. like, sitting down on the job make you seem lazy. Like... <laughs> It's like I've been standing here for eight hours. Like, right. I don't know. To me, I don't think it. I don't think it makes people look lazy. No. Like, well, unless you're snoozing in your chair. Right. Like, there that's is a another difference. story. But there if is a difference. You know, you are still capable to do your job while sitting down. Like, I don't. Why burden your body? Hard, like why put that burden on your body right. if you can rest like if you sure you have, totally have the option to stand that's up to you right but like providing those things to be successful or at least comforting like is amazing and my biggest question is why do we work at establishments that do not encourage efficiency um because we're idea. desperate. Well, I don't, don't want to say desperate. Because remember, it's not us that's in control of the atmosphere. We're just the ones that are utilizing the place to have a paycheck. Why is it that I can't be at a place or work at a place that encourages ergonomics, that encourages um, easier working conditions mm -hmm. or more respectable and efficient working mm -hmm. conditions? Working at a grocery store that allows me to sit down or at least allows me to sit while I'm doing my job sure. is more efficient because my quality of work becomes better. Mm -hmm. I want to come to work, yep. which means I enjoy coming which to work. Which means less call-ins. Which, which means, means call -ins, more, yeah, more, means more productivity, more like product whatever that looks like. We could go on and on about On and that. on. Um, something else that I really enjoy about Aldi, too, is like the... Um, it holds people responsible, like this level of accountability for right. yourself. So, like, you are responsible to bring bags. Right. I think that's great because, uh, one, less plastic, yeah. first and foremost. Um, but, like, you know, you're responsible for that. If, like, if you want a cart, you have to get it and you have to put it away. Right. Like, you know, like... Yeah, that's and, the best and that's, plan. That's an effect. I feel like that's... It's an proactive. Effect. Right. It, you know, it's holding people accountable, but it also saves, like, saves all the, like... Why, why chase carts? Like, hold, res like, be responsible. Yeah. You know, be respectful of this place that. Wait, you mean convenience is a is a detriment? Right. Oh my God. Convenience makes me feel like I'm entitled to something. Oh. Right. Whew. Like, uh, you know, in oh, you just sparked a whole nother light bulb. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like this, this. Oh, I can just leave this cart in the middle of the parking spot. Somebody will come and get it. Oh yeah, like, like the cart we had oh to get God. today. Like, yeah. rude. Like, just, you know, it makes you be respectful and res respectful of others and responsible for the th for taking care of the place. And right. I think, like, we all need to embrace that mentality in, in the stores that we go to yeah. and in everyday life. Because, like, you know, you come to a park, like, looking around here, there's not much garbage, which is fabulous. No, but, that's actually but you go But you go to some other parks... And it's awful. Like, be respectful of where you're at. Um, I, th I think that's a lot to say with just common courtesy. The idea that 
if I'm walking around, and you know, and I don't talk about it, I don't brag about it, but if I have the opportunity and I see trash in front of me, I usually pick it up. A right. lot of that came from having worked out for Desert Adventures out in the desert southwest. You know, you see garbage, and we live by the term "leave no trace." So the idea that right. we can or leave it better than you leave found it better it. than you found it. So why go to a place? with the idea that I'm just gonna trash it if you don't plan on going there again. Or even if you do, remember that you're not the only person that goes there, mm -hmm. right? Why is it that we still see people throwing cigarette butts out of their window of their car? Well, they, because they don't give two shits, right. because they're still smoking. Why do, we see, why do we see all of these things that are happening by people who have the ability to make choices? We have the ability to change the world for the better. And yet we still continually make choices that do more detriment than good versus making those small choices, those small decisions every day that benefit not just me, but the other but person. The whole community. Why aren't we doing that? I feel like more of our decisions these days need to be subjected around that or at least put around that. But let's just say that Aldi has created a starting platform for mm -hmm. that, I believe. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, just the atmosphere, quality of, of life, the quality of work, or at least employment work quality, uh, you know, it, it was awesome to see, you know, the, 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 there was a store that didn't really need that many employees on at a time because the amount of stuff that they had was manageable mm -hmm. by a small amount of people. Mm -hmm. If you look at the grocery store, the grocery store itself was not packed to the brim with nonsense and, un, uh, and, and unnecessary produce. Oh, sure. It was what you need, and if you need it, cool. If you don't, okay. But it wasn't like going into a Walmart superstore or a gigantic grocery store right. that has all of this stuff from end to end that's just for profit. Mm -hmm. It was a very unique situation that I thought was brilliant. Um, also, today... So we like did something about, new. If you like to go ahead and talk to, about to that one. To try and stimulate some new mental health. To create new connections. Um, so I saw a Facebook post for ecstatic dancing. And I was like, what in the world is this? <laughs> so luckily, this lovely lady Amanda had two opportunities to do this this week. Oh, yes. Um, so we went this morning. Got up begrudgingly at, you know, 6.30. She says begrudgingly. I it was did. already. It was hard. <laughs> Waking up is hard. Anyway, so we, we go to the Icon event hall, and we did this ecstatic dancing, which essentially means there's a beat playing, there's some music, but there is no speaking, and you let the music move you. However that feels like with your body and oh my goodness this was probably like the best dancing i have ever done <laughs> like not not that like and she I, tears I was, it up too she really not, she yeah no down. no no not like not like oh that was like the best it was just it felt so good to to move so freely and um To not worry about, like, well, first of all, not worrying about not having room, because I take up, my arms go flailing when I dance. <laughs> um, 
She gets in there. I do. I, I don't know. I turned into a butterfly and whatever. They go everywhere. <laughs> um, um, yeah, just like the, uh, the loss of judgment for myself at that moment. Well, for a while. And I did most of this with my eyes closed. And then I opened my eyes to see what, like, other people were doing. And then this feeling of self-judgment kind of came up. Like, am I dancing right? Like, oh, look at them. She's, like, she's, like, contorted. She's on the floor. Mm. What am I doing? Mm. But, um, remembering what Amanda said, you know, moving freely of self-judgment. And it's, like, it doesn't matter... There is there, no there right is, or wrong. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you feel this is right or wrong because there is no right or wrong. Like, as long as you are doing free-flowing naturally with your own body, like, then you're good. Like, there is no right or wrong dance move. We're not keeping time. We're not keeping step. Like, if it feels good, it's right. Yeah. It's what I took from that. And it, I feel like a lot of that can be taken into life itself as well. Because there was the advent of, you know, we're going to do this. If it feels good, it's right. There's, huh. there's, this, there's this idea that, you know, we're going to do this. But there's also there was also no touching. Or at least there was touching with consent. Which but she said that that is part of it, but that's not something she's offering. Which no, is okay. That's, that, that was a part of what she was... That, that was a part of the... the, the dance itself mm, it okay. was there but with consent sure and that was the thing like it's one of those things that you come into understanding so the way it relates to with 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 life mm -hmm. i felt is here you have this idea that i can move my body and and navigate it in this world understanding that there is no right or wrong way understanding that as well there are people who are going to also be doing the same. And unless I either have consent or I'm acting in a way that is not going to adversely affect that person mm -hmm. or those people who might be there, my movement is genuine and true. Mm -hmm. Yes, we have the combatants of the negative thoughts that are in our head. You know, when mm -hmm. we see stuff, judgment. Most judgment is projection. Most judgment is me saying that I don't like that because I would not do something do that, like that. Or I wouldn't And do so that, I yeah. cause judgment to them to make it seem as if what they're doing is bad. When technically is, it's not. Unless not it is harming somebody else. True. Then you can say, oh yeah, no, that person's going over there beating that person up. Even if the person deserved it, probably not the best way to go about it. You know, we could negotiate that. But when it comes to just how we interact with people, how we connect with people... When we are talking about the way we navigate, there is no right or wrong way. There are moments that we act, and then we learn from it. We learn what's good or bad, or right or wrong, in right. a sense. We learn what works and what doesn't work. When we are taking the opportunity to dive into it with compassion. Mm. Yeah. And I and, feel and that the, was what that was. Sure, self a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. Like you were saying, taking this into real world, like, you know, not, in, in like, back to dancing, like, projecting what is, oh, that's a wrong move, or right. that's a, you know, like, right, right. you don't get 
to say that about someone else. Right. Like you said, unless, you know, it's causing harm to someone else, you know, causing harm to somebody else, like, you don't get to say what is right or wrong. Right. So. No. And um, that is something but, to take into consideration because the more we allow people to interact the way that they feel they are supposed to interact mm -hmm. in this world, regardless of if it's what you believe or not, the more we are going to understand what tolerance is. You know, my biggest frustration, I want people to understand, I don't have an issue with religion. I am friends with people who are Christian, Muslim, Hindu. I have friends who are Jewish. I have friends all across the board. And the one thing that I have respect for, especially those who I follow and respect as human beings, mm -hmm. as just people, is that they understand what tolerance is. They may be of a different religion, but tolerance is their foundation. That is the basis. Tolerance well, is... understanding that... That's what toler human. tolerance... Yeah, it is understanding that we are humans, first and foremost. Tolerance. Yes. That is the foundation. Because when I can understand that, yes, you are a human <clears throat> being, you may do things that are different to me, you may do things that I don't like myself, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean what you are doing is wrong. Especially if it is not in detriment to another person. I get mm -hmm. there are things that people do that is in detriment directly to people. That makes sense. That is stuff we try to combat. But to say that, you know, um, throw, throwing this out here, uh, the show Arnold had the first debut of a man and man marrying. Arthur. Now, Arthur, the show. Arthur, it was not Arnold. Arthur, Arthur. Did I say Arnold? You did. Oh, it wasn't Hey Arnold, sorry. Arthur. No, I was like, the, what the, car was the cartoon Arthur, the child show Arthur that I had been watching since I can remember. I know, I'm so excited about Had this. their first male, male marriage. Now, the way they introduced it was very so beautiful. subtle, was very open, but it allowed it to be it, it, they did not go out of their way to explain anything. They showed what they needed to show, yep, and they, they showed the acceptance everybody had of it, mm -hmm. and they Especially, left it for questions. Yes, yes, and um, I hope everybody, if you get a chance, like, go YouTube it, yeah. because it, it leaves it open to, like... I don't know. It's, I'll just explain it. The kids thought he was marrying this cranky very woman. Very mean woman. But as, like, it gets closer to them walking down the aisle, she goes, you know, I want everything for my little brother. And the kids are so confused. And then they see two men walking down the aisle. And they smile and wink and move on. And really the only thing they say is teachers shouldn't be dancing. <laughs> like, you know. It's, you know what teachers shouldn't be teachers doing? Teachers shouldn't have fun. Dancing. That like and great. that and that's what it is and I love that they leave it opening for question. I just hope that when kids have questions, parents and again it goes back to your perspective, but I hope that you know the perspective that comes out is is a positive one that, that choices can be made. If and you feel that was confusing, if it feel if you feel like it confused your children, if you have seen it, if you feel like that is in some way, shape, or form confusing to children, just it's remember this: not. it is only confusing if you fail to explain to them mm -hmm. what they saw. Nothing is confusing once we have an understanding of what it is. The only time things are ever confusing is when we are denied the opportunity to have clarity 
in what's going on. Yes. Sometimes we won't like what we hear. No. But as long as we are willing to connect, have the conversation. Speak truthfully. Speak truthfully. Give clarity. Ask for clarity. Ask for clarity, even more so. Ask for clarity, because it is a two-way street. Mm -hmm. There are very few things that I feel any of us will find ourselves in disagreement of. You could talk about vegans, you could talk about <laughs> eating meat, you could talk about all these things all you'd like. That is a subject of opinion. But then once scientific you know, stuff starts coming in, once health and all this stuff starts coming in, once we stop worrying about profit and we really understand what vegetation does for us and our bodies, then, you know, hey, we'll start realizing that some things are what we thought they were and some aren't. But if you are afraid of being wrong, then, you that's know, That's something hey, you get to work on for that's yourself. That's something you get to work on on your own. Because it is okay to be wrong. But, hey, if you're about the conversation, as always, you know where you can find us, the drinks and discussions um we are always up for having some form of conversation in regards to the topics that very few people seem to be having um it is something that i know for me is imperative to discuss to have the conversation to bring the topics up a lot of folks don't seem to be uh open to the conversation vulnerable. some people are afraid to be vulnerable <laughs> I continue and will continue to say if you have issues or comments, concerns about any of the topics or subjects we are speaking on, feel up. free to reach us. Um, you can get us at 88 or you can get us at industries 80.8 at gmail.com. Would be happy to get an email from anyone who would like to dive deeper, join us in a conversation, be a part of drinks and discussions. Um, you can reach us out Find on, us on Facebook. 80-8 Industries is our Facebook to look for. Uh, my personal IG is at chaotic.delight. Uh, yeah, you can tweet at uh, the Daily Grind 808 We just got a Twitter account up and running, so you can give us a tweet. Follow us there. That's, again, the Daily Grind 808 Do you know what the past tense of tweet is? No. <laughs> it's not tweets. I don't want to know. No, what is okay. it? What is it? I don't know. I don't remember I heard this joke, but the past tense of tweet is twat. <laughs> I just got, I, I, yeah. I think it's tweeted, but twat sounds funny. Moving on. A twat. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. Your IG. Oh, my IG. Yes, it will be 80.8 Industries Instagram. Um, reach out. Let's have the conversation. Don't be afraid to speak your mind. Even if what you have to Even say is an adverse against this, I would rather you comment about what you don't agree with than you comment than having somebody's like, oh yeah, that's, that's exactly what I believe in. Tell me if there's something that you don't like, if there's something that you are having difficulty if believing. If something we misspoke on, please, please help us. We would love to have you on to correct us, to talk to us about it with some fervor and some background. Because I'm not going to try to convince you what I believe. I want to understand what it is that has you feel that you believe what you believe. Whether it's what I feel or not. That's your right to do so. It's your perspective to have. And I'm just a curious human being who is curious about others. So again, thank you guys for listening thus far. Thank you. Thank you.
Uh, big thanks to Megan Melissa, as always, being an oh, no. amazing, you, amazing, amazing hostess. And, you know, me, Carl Fritschkamp III, just another daily grind. We are at it, so thank you. Go enjoy the sunshine, All again, if you are falls. not outside, you get there. Get there. <laughs> if, you have, if you get a break at work and you have a door, run outside, sit in the air, sit in the sun for a minute. Just let it soak up. Let it get there. Sunshine is a beautiful thing. It's out here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's feel it. Let's indulge in it. Let's vibe with it. All right. Off we go to vibe. All right, you guys. Again, peace. <laughs>